Welcome back, everyone, to another Eats Beat podcast, the most delicious podcast in the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. This is a different Eats Beat podcast this week. We don't have a restaurateur, a chef. We have Aaron Carlson, Dr. Aaron Carlson from the UTA School of Public Health, to talk about how to be safe when you're going to restaurants. Hello, Dr. Carlson. Hello. Hi, Bud. It's good to see you. The one reason that I think it'd be great to have you on the Eat Speak podcast because you like to go out and eat. I do like to go out and eat. Yes, I do. And I read your column to be able to know where to go. <laughs> well, now, see, now that's, that's a very polite guest who comes on and says <laughs> that. So, well, before we even talk about how to dine safely, what are some of the, I mean, just so people know what are the kind of places you like to go when you go out to eat? What are your favorite uh, restaurants? What are the places you like to talk about in Fort Worth? Places I like to talk about, Bud, um, my husband and I, our favorite go-to for just quick, always tasty uh, carry-out is Ashim's downtown Fort Worth. We like Ashim's hibachi. Uh, we also do a lot of carry-out from Spice on Magnolia. We like Thai food. Um, I love Tokyo Cafe. I particularly love their okonomiyaki because it's hard to find that in the United States, and they do the best. Um, also, I love Samson's Deli on Camp Bowie for Ethiopian yeah. food. I think it's fantastic. Um, and then when I need chocolate, uh, I go to Race Street Coffee. I think that they're really under for some of their food and really all their food and particularly their chocolate. Now that we don't have dude sweet chocolate in Fort Worth, it's really my go-to for great chocolate is Race Street Coffee. And then finally, um, the other place I frequent at least on a weekly basis is Stir Crazy Baked Goods or crazy baked goods on Magnolia, and they're great for catering. They're great for really anything you need. Now, see, this is important. Steve, do you recognize some of those places, didn't you? Oh, oh yes. I mean, it uh, sounds like uh, we got a real foodie on our hands here. Uh, a, a total foodie, and that's why I thought it'd be great to talk to you about what's safe and not safe. What do you look for when you're going to restaurants? You know, this has been a time when people walk in and they look around and they go, well, is this okay? Is this not okay? There are all these orders from the state. Restaurants seem to kind of some restaurants are trying really hard to follow them. Some some restaurants are just kind of saying, "Well, you're on your own." Uh, you know, what should customers look for when we're going in a restaurant? We really want to take care of ourselves and be safe. Uh, what should we look for? Well, I think that a few things we should look for is, you know, it was something that you mentioned that really stuck with me, and you know, you mentioned when we talked before, Bud, that you've been in restaurants where you've been maybe the only person in there, one of only a few patrons. And that's something I really wanna stress is the bigger the building, the people, the safer you are. So if you want to dine out, then, um, and I encourage people who are comfortable with that. You know, everybody has their own tolerance for risk. So I don't tell anyone not to do it. It really depends on your own underlying health conditions, which we can talk about later own tolerance for risk. But if you are going on out now, then look for a big place with few people. The reason is actually supported by a study that was just published yesterday in the, um, not in the New England Journal, in the Journal of the American Medical Association in JAMA. So we now have a study that once again shows that COVID is transmitted through aerosolized droplets as well right. as you know larger droplets but we know that it's transmitted through aerosolized droplets and that's a big deal 
because in the world of infectious disease, that's something we don't want to see. That makes a virus highly transmissible. So for instance, measles <laughs> uh, is, is transmitted through aerosolized droplets, and it has 18 times the transmission rate of flu. So we were pretty shocked in the infectious disease community to see that this could be transmitted through aerosolized droplets. Now, what that means for dining is, I liken it to like a swimming pool for my students. So what this means is that if we're going to dine in a restaurant, we want to liken the, the potential that somebody has the virus and our chance to get it to a swimming pool, okay? So a swimming pool is a restaurant. And think of the virus, the aerosolized particles that somebody, that comes that come out when somebody speaks or sings. I don't know how many people sing in a restaurant, but they, you talk, you laugh. Right. Anytime you, you're not you, you mad. You shout over the music if it's a, uh, if there's there a, live, a live band. So you want, I tell people you want to be... I tell people you want to be someplace quiet and alone, preferably, but go ahead. Or quiet, yeah. and, quiet and not alone, but quiet where or you're you know, quiet and empty. Absolutely. And that's that's excellent advice. So some voice you're not shouting, like you said, someplace quiet and empty. Perfect. Quiet and empty. Because if we have a lot of, if there's one person at the restaurant that has the virus and they're unmasked because we're eating and they have that aerosolized mist go into the air when they're speaking, then that's kind of like putting a little bit of dye into a big swimming pool. In that, I'm not probably going to notice that. I'm not going to change the color of the water. It's not going to make a lot of difference. But if I'm in a small pool and somebody dumps a bucket of dye, and if I'm in a baby pool, now I notice a change of color. So if I'm in a small restaurant or a small room that is not well ventilated, now that aerosolized mist can build up. And now I have a greater chance of transmission because while it's aerosolized and we know we can get it from that, we think that it may, that researchers, not like I'm personally studying this, but the latest research shows that maybe we need more of it. So we would need more mist hanging in the air for us to be able to breathe enough in to get sick. If that's actually the thing making us sick, if it's you not actual droplets, you get a small, you get a mild dose or a, or a heavier dose, or you you, know, you get exactly. you know, depending on how much you inhale. So exactly. now we're getting so. we're getting off into heavy duty disease talk here, but you know, I, just for for restaurant customers, so look for some place that's quiet. Look for, look for some place that's kind of empty. I, I, I talk about patios now because I've told people your number one choice is always a patio. If you have to go inside go someplace, you know, quiet and empty, but, you know, talk about patios and why, why that is different and how much different or safer it is. Well, but um, patios are different because there's a breeze, you're outdoors. And so when you breathe out that aerosolized mist that we talk about, it's taken away in the breeze. You're not going to, you're, you're it's very unlikely that you're going to be infected by that. So that's one thing that we need to keep in mind. So patios before choose to dine outside if you can. Another thing I would look for is, are the servers wearing masks? That's important for two reasons. First, of course, is the simple reason that masks can prevent transmission of virus. But the other reason is because it's, it's a sign that the restaurant is compliant. And that's important. If they're compliant with the mask order, they're compliant with other orders too. So that's very important. 
We want to make sure that also if you look at the kitchen staff, are they wearing masks? And if we can see the kitchen staff, most importantly, are they spaced six feet apart? That was really one of the only changes in the new restaurant guidelines from what previously had been published is that restaurant staff, excuse me, kitchen should be six feet apart. So that's something else to look for. And I would also look for touchless um, opportunities. I would look for touchless ordering. I would look for menus that don't require a physical menu that you touch, but menus you can look on your phone and order on the phone or that you can look at the menu on the phone and then tell the server your order. I would look for touchless payment options. We're seeing more and more touchless options in restaurants now, and that's very important, and I definitely look for touchless options. Does it decrease transmission? But also, it's again, it's another sign the restaurant is very concerned about transmission and trying to do everything they can to decrease transmission. Yeah, Steve, we went to Esperanza's the other day and sat on the patio for lunch, and they had the, the code on the menu. You just hold your phone over the code and the menu comes up. So you didn't even have to look at a menu. Uh, Steve, I don't know what where, you, where you've been out or done pickup. I couldn't believe the other day I went to Taco Bell. I never go to Taco Bell, but the line was too long at Whataburger. And I thought, well, I'll just go through here. And they had just an amazing setup. They don't touch the bag. They don't touch your credit card. You know, I, I, they really are trying hard to have a touchless experience at Taco Bell. And uh, this is not a promotion for food at Taco Bell. Steve, have, what's your experience been in in uh, getting takeout and or in ordering out? Yeah, the, you know, I'm actually in one of the uh, uh, more high risk groups uh, right now, so we've been extra careful about uh, ordering stuff out. And uh, some of the restaurants, uh, uh, my Water Burger, I can order from the app, so I don't have to transfer money or anything. And you can do the drive-through and you just drive, there's two lanes and you drive through the second line and pull up and they just bring the bag to your, to your uh, car. And then there's like uh, a La Bella Italian, uh, they have a, a drive-through also. So I place the order with the app and then I just drive through the drive-through and get the food out, out the window. And that's kind of, I've really been big on drive-throughs is kind of where I don't even have to get out of the car. I just, you know, they just, I roll the window down and they hand it to me. I'm thrilled with drive throughs I'm thrilled with patios, and I just tell people if you go inside, just you know, go someplace pretty empty. I like what you said about looking for masks and looking for uh, for kitchen uh, work w workers wearing masks, and uh, you know because if they don't obey the rules now, the health laws now, they're not going to obey the health rules later. And so you know, I, I think that's something I, I've I've been pretty strong about this. And you know, the Texas Restaurant Association has been very strong in the Texas Restaurant Promise, emphasizing safe dining and, and safe practices. You know, everything that I've written about and talked about is upholding industry standards. These are things the restaurateurs, the restaurateurs themselves are writing these rules and saying, you know, this, this is how we can be safe. I know that you had one other point about while you're in the restaurant, somewhere not to go, Dr. Carlson. Did you, you remember what you're talking about? What I'm talking about? Sure, yes. Try not to use the restroom. Plan accordingly. So you don't have to use the public restroom if at all avoidable. And this is true with, with anywhere we're going now. Um, speaking of those aerosolized droplets, that happens when you flush a toilet as well. So try to stay out of the restroom. That's a small, poorly ventilated space. It's everything you don't want to be exposed to right now. So try to stay out of the public restroom. That might mean changing up your beverages. That might be change how you usually consume beverages when you're out, but it's, it's worth it to decrease the risk. 
you know, and, and people have asked about traveling too. They're taking a lot of car trips now and where are they safe? And, you know, I tell people, you know, going in that convenience store restroom, you know, some of them are cleaner and safer, but either, you know, it, it sometimes it's better to stop in a, in a little uh, chain hotel, a Hyatt or a Hilton and the, the restroom in the lobby is usually clean and you're the only person in there. And, uh, you know, they're, they're they just, you know, going to the restroom is something you have to give thought to now that you didn't have to give any thought to before. Um, and, and, you know, just the little things, too, about who you go out with and how you go out. I mean, the, you know, Dr. Carlson, I mean, you, you, you really shouldn't be going out with a bunch of friends that are not in your daily circle. Yes, that, that's, that's true. And that's another thing that I, I like to recommend to people who ask for advice about how to stay safe now in restaurants is it's a conversation you almost need to have before you go out or at least be aware of, of who you're joining in the restaurant with regard to what is their tolerance for risk about COVID and how are they behaving? Are they being safe? Um, you want to dine with people who have a similar tolerance for risk that you do. If you have a low tolerance for risk, then it's good to dine with other people who have a low tolerance for risk, meaning you dine with other people who are going to respect social distancing, who are going to respect that you don't share food and and respect the things that will decrease the chance of transmission. It's the ideally we shouldn't dine with people that we don't live with. We should we should stay only going out with those people who are in our same world. But I realized that one of the reasons that people go out to dine is the social aspect. So if that is a choice you make, then think ahead of time about how you're going to maintain that distance. And like you said, go to a quiet place. You're not shouting. So you're not increasing the chance of, of shouting out droplets that you would be breathing in because you won't be masked during this experience. I hate to rain on the fun, but also you should limit the amount of time you go out for an hour and, and not for a, a two and a half hour long dinner. And that makes a difference too. Absolutely. Absolutely. I tell people to, to be brief. I read that on your, I read that on your tip sheet. That's why I knew that. I, I shouldn't have stolen that from you, but I read that on your tip sheet. Uh, <laughs> no, it's it's good. And that's what people should be doing. <laughs> Where can we get you this? Know, but the other thing, Oh, oh I can, I can uh, send it to you. UTA put one out based on what I said. And, uh, I have a personal one. So, uh, yes, I'm happy to send you the tip sheet. I can post it on my Instagram if you'd like, or I can send it to you and you can post it. Um, no problem. So just let me know. I, I think the other thing I want to remind people of with regard to time is that while I say, you know, eat and run, basically, you don't want to dwell there. You don't want to increase the chance of transmission by breathing in more droplets than you need. But at the same time, be patient. Be patient, be with, patient the with the server. Yeah. Be patient with the server because there's a lot going on in the kitchen that we don't know about right now. With regard to precautions, we've seen in Dallas, uh, I can't speak for Fort Worth. I, I don't know this is happening in Fort Worth, but in Dallas, we have numerous restaurants that are closed because their staff are sick or they need to quarantine. And so we have to be patient right now. And, and you mentioned to me, you know, a lot of restaurants are short-staffed, so let's be patient. Um, that helps them to be able to be careful to take the precautions they need. And so eat quickly, but also be patient in the time your meal is being prepared. Things yeah, are that, different nowadays. Yeah, that's something compounding the problem. The service is slow because restaurants are short-staffed. Uh, a lot of workers are sick, so they're short-staffed. And they're trying to get by while some of their people are in quarantine or out. And the, the healthy people are working, so they're trying to get by 
while they can, and then they're they're trying to help, uh, you know, to help too, while other people you know choose to to uh, to be out right now. So uh, restaurants are short staffed, and it's tough getting everything done at once. And they remember they have to wipe everything down uh, twice. They have to double sanitize. They have to go back and wash their hands between shifts and between serving and. You know, so they have to do a lot of things now they didn't have to do before. It's complicated running a restaurant, but it's very complicated deciding where to go out and eat. And that's why we need advice from people like you. The people who ask me are people who are very concerned about their health and very concerned about disease transmission. And so I, I have a lot of questions from those folks, in particular, people who do have underlying health conditions. And um, because I have an underlying health condition, I am immunosuppressed. So I can speak to them not only as somebody who is trained in public health, but also as a member of, in my case, the autoimmune disease community, but also part of the larger community of people who is really not supposed to get this virus. And so when those individuals who have underlying health conditions, such as diabetes or asthma, or um, they're immunosuppressed, or they're cancer survivors or going through cancer treatment, when they ask me about this, those are the individuals that I say, you know, you really need to stick to takeout. And, um, I, I don't want to make a blanket statement about that for everyone because I wouldn't want anything to be said that would ever put a server out of a job. Um, so I think that it's perfect for many people to continue to patronize restaurants. But there is that small portion of us who do have underlying health conditions who need to be extremely careful right now. So in those cases, let's continue to patronize our local restaurants and we'll continue to do it through takeout. Well, and a point about that too, you know, the law says, once you sit down, you get to take your mask off. But I tell people, keep your mask on around your server, around the host. And anytime you get up and leave the table, you don't want your server to get sick. Let's take care of our restaurant servers. Let's take care of the people who are out there working hard, trying to serve, trying to make a living. The way to take care of them is by wearing your mask You know, when they're around at the table. Only take your mask off to actually eat or drink. And I, you know, I, I, I think that's important, too, to take good care of the people who love us, who are working so hard for us. That is a great advice. That's great advice, bud. Steve, do you have any other questions, thoughts? That was pretty important, what she just talked about. Yeah, I was wondering, let's say I'm going to a restaurant and I walk in and I take a look around. What do I need to look for to say, hey, you know, maybe I want to go someplace else? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, or, a, that's a great question. Uh -huh. um, it's almost what you don't see. You know, if I don't see signs, there should be a lot of signs right now talking not only about masks, but about social distancing. Do I see tape on the floor that distances people? Um, you know, if I don't see those kinds of things, then I'm concerned. Another thing is, if I see a lot of people crowded in a waiting area, that's a concern. People should not, you know, what, what I've seen, and I even saw it in a doctor's office last week, which is concerning, but what I'm seeing in places right now, restaurants and other is there's social distancing that happens maybe after you enter the space, but people are still crowded many times in the waiting area, whether it be the entryway um, or something of that nature. And that's something that we still don't want to see. So that's not helping social distancing. So if you see a lot of people waiting in a waiting area crowded together as they're waiting maybe to get their name on the list or something of that nature, that's something we don't want to see. So um, if I don't see masks, I'm concerned if I don't see touchless options. Um, I know some restaurants haven't quite transitioned to that yet, but that's something I'd like to see. Um, so just be aware of what you do and don't see. 
And don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to call ahead and say, what kind of measures have you implemented right now to protect your patrons? And that person who picks up the phone, they will know if the restaurant's actually doing them. If that person doesn't know, probably means the restaurant's not doing those things. Is there anything that people have a misconception about that people are mistaken and are worried about that shouldn't be worried? Or is there anything at all that people are kind of a little off base about? Well, but I would say, uh, don't worry about the food itself. So COVID-19 infection has not been linked to contaminated food. According to both the WHO and the US FDA, there was no evidence that you can catch COVID from food or food packaging. Um, coronaviruses can't multiply in food. It's a virus, not a bacteria. So it's not like a foodborne bacteria where, you know, something's maybe not been cooled off correctly. There's a bacteria, the bacteria grows. It's not that, this is a virus. So if you are really, really concerned, then only order cooked food because the virus protein, the thing that makes the virus viable will be denatured, it'll be destroyed upon cooking it. But don't be concerned about the food. Enjoy it. That's uh, that, That's good to know. I was just, that's one of those things I was, uh, was thinking, just starting to think about when you mentioned it. I think the other thing that I'd like people to be aware of is that there's no magic bullet to making a restaurant or really any public space, quote unquote, safe. Um, there's always some risk in anything we do. It's just about making it less risky. So restaurants are really navigating new territory right now, just like the rest of us. They don't have a magic bullet. They don't have a mess magic recipe list to follow about how to make the rest restaurant safe. So there are no scientific studies that really um, can follow to prevent transmission. And so they're really on their own in following the state guidelines, which are quite good, but in just figuring out how to implement that and figuring out what to do to make people as safe as possible. There's just no magic list or magic bullet right now. Dr. Carlson, thank you for this roundup of telling us how to pick a restaurant, what to look for, and how to dine out carefully. And uh, most of all, you know, dine in your car or dine on the patio. And uh, if you do dine out, just you know, take a lot of precautions when you go. Uh, Steve, any other questions for Dr. Carlson? No, I think that's it. You know, I think I'm just going to stick to drive through right now. And <laughs> <laughs> I think I think it's a lot safer for all of us. Choose your uh, dining out carefully. To don't just completely stop patronizing restaurants because they need your business. Uh, drive through, pick up, take out, uh, help them any way you can. And that's what we'll do here. And until next time, uh, I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson.